Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. The Music of America podcast continues today, a special day. It's the birthday of my sainted mother who passed away a few years ago. And our guest today from Biloxi, Mississippi, a band called The Squonk. And we'll be with them after I talk to you about Vermont, River Ridge Farm. Vermont's Recreation Lover's Dream is a gorgeous vacation rental. It's nestled in the Green Mountains of Vermont. River Ridge Farm is an escape to everything wonderful Vermont has to offer. There's a historic farmhouse on hand, sits atop 16 acres of fields with mountain views, a pasture, a pond, a tree-lined river frontage. Go and enjoy this beautiful spot right in the heart of the Green Mountain State, along with the multiple nearby ski and mountain resorts, breweries, biking, snowshoe trails, hiking trails, other tourist activities. There's also a uniqueness to the multiple mountain views and the resident farm animals. When you set your appointment, make an arrangement with Diana about petting the pigs. I took my grandson out there and he just loved it. She's got these big old pigs and they love to be pet. So just make make that arrangement with Diana. Say, I want to come out and pet the pigs while we're out there. And you don't have to either. You can just enjoy a farm stay in this comfortable modern farmhouse that sleeps 11 guests easily. There's enough space to throw events or just relax and rejuvenate in the beautiful Vermont landscape. Well, check them out. River Ridge Farms. There's a lot of River Ridge Farms in this country. And if you check them out on Facebook, the only way you'll find them is River Ridge Farms Jeffersonville. Or through Airbnb, River Ridge Farms, Vermont, Vermont's recreation lover's dream. The mountains of Vermont versus Biloxi. (laughs) 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 Real flat, man. (laughs) Yeah, actually, I've been to Biloxi. I've been to a a couple of casinos down there. I've got relatives that lived in the Tampa area, and they used to go up to Gulfport and Biloxi and hit all that whole... I don't know what you call that whole area. The but casino oh, after casino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is it? I don't know if there's a name for the casino strip, but that's uh, all ninety. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Casino Road. Casino Road, okay. <laughs> and a lot of that we just watched a movie, oh. ironically. My uh, my girl likes to watch these Christmas in Cuba, Christmas in uh <laughs> New England, and we watched one Christmas in Mississippi. Oh, and it was about uh well one of the storylines was about this big resort and, and basically the whole town how it rebuilt after Katrina. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So oh, for, yeah. for a schmaltzy Hallmark Christmas Inn movie. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh Marley Roberts, I guess you're the head honcho head you're the guy yeah. that connect contacted me. So why don't you introduce everybody in the band? Well, I wouldn't necessarily say I was the main dude. But um, back in April, uh, Charles Fink uh, contacted me, good friend of mine. He His birthday was coming up, and he wanted a band to play at his birthday, and he wanted to yeah. play with him. So we all play at this place down the street called Armin's Rockin' Chicken. And they have a stage, and they have a setup there. And we would come to the open mic nights, and Adam Cook and Nicole Weskovich played at the open mic nights. And 
we had something going for Charles's birthday party, and we've been playing since. So who's in the band? Charles Fink, we got that. And Charles, what do you? You're the I do vocals. And, uh, I do synthesizers sometimes as well. Uh huh. Um, um, I play drums and also do vocals as well. Uh, I also play keys occasionally. Really? Okay. I guess that leaves you, Adam. Oh yeah. Well, uh, I, I just make a lot of racket. Really, uh, uh, I play uh, play bass and do vocals as well. Yeah. So you all sing. I, you sing too, Marley, right? Yes, oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. We during some of our live performances, we do a lot of vocal interludes. Where there was one show that we were doing, basically a theme on a river or a body of flowing water, and one person was talking about algae, and another person was talking about brackish water, and another person was talking about another specific detail, all sort of simultaneously presenting this image. And we so, all sing various parts as I was well. Gonna say, so when you're, when you're saying vocals, you're not necessarily singing. Sometimes you're just presenting a, a vocal part. Correct. Yeah. Yes. That's mm -hmm. so cool. And it's all tied into a theme. So uh, like Charles might be talking, like you said, might be talking about, uh, let's say we did the air. He might be talking about the wind, right? Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and Nicole might be talking about a tornado. And Marley might be talking about a breeze. Correct. Or very specific details like look at the dust and little <laughs> bits of paper sort of flowing by, you know. And is, sort of in the moment. Yeah. It it gets very improvisational sometimes. I, I was gonna ask that. Do you do you improv most of this or do you have kind of a scripted out general idea? Like I'm gonna do something about this. We're gonna we, do this song. We improvise mostly, but and just kind of follow and communicate with each other. But we actually do. We're actually coming out with a catalog of set songs. So we're actually writing, currently writing as well. We but, do discuss prompts yeah. as well. We do we, things. We you. we've had a concept show that we did one time, and it was uh, about a, a story, just something I came up with in a few minutes yeah. about a space station. Like astronauts in a space station, they get stranded in like another galaxy, and we just build on this story. And at the end of the show, a lot of people wanted more. So now we're, we are planning another show where we're going to continue that story. Continue our space journey, right? Yeah. yeah. We presented it as a space opera in four acts. And it was, <laughs> it was uh, called Explorer Q52. That is one of the most clever things I've heard of in music. And I've heard a lot. <laughs> no, it really is, man. I, 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 I want to come down to, we're, we're going to uh, New Orleans, uh, I guess, the first week in December. And boy, I'm almost tempted to grab the car and, you know, head east. Every show is unique in terms yeah. of like where where we are, what headspace we're in, in terms mm -hmm. of what we project out into the audience. You know, but we you're, always we, oh go ahead, Nicole. Yeah, we go always ahead. try to present something differently uh, to the crowd every time we play. Yeah, but you might still have the same themes. Like we're going to go in, we're going to do a, a these five images that we're we're working on today are these five expressions is that because you can't really they're not really songs but they kind of are but they're really not, right. but yes. they are yeah. but they're not you know <laughs> yeah 
so what's it's a... something you definitely have to tune into you know yeah uh, no, are our mushrooms supplied before each and every show or <laughs> and you know everybody everybody jokes about it at, at our shows but like it's become a thing yeah it's not okay. a thing though it, yeah yeah, yeah. sober as a judge unfortunately yeah <laughs> <laughs> so so tell me about the name the squonk as opposed to we, we had this joke beforehand that uh it's the squonk as opposed to squonk because we don't want to get those two confused right yeah. <laughs> so what is the squonk well the inspiration for the name came out from the genesis song of the same name oh okay so i didn't know there was a genesis song called squonk yeah, yeah. yes sir from oh, the okay. trick of the tail album yeah. Okay. Okay. We're definitely influenced by a lot of that '70s progressive scene, mm -hmm. so it seemed like a somewhat fitting uh, title. Barry. Yeah. Yeah. Is uh, it like, like a mythical creature or something like that? Yeah. That's what Squonk sounds like to me. It sounded like something organic or Norse. You know, <laughs> I could see a dragon coming out of the water. You know, fire coming out of his eyes and. Yeah, it's the squonk. No, run away. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tempt us with a good idea. We'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> what if we built a giant badger? Oh, wait, that's no, a whole different thing. <laughs> <laughs> fly out of its mouth. Yeah. Oh, man. So what's band practice like, Marley? Well, I, I own a record store here in Biloxi, Mississippi called Marley's Music. Uh -huh. And not every Tuesday, but frequent tuesdays we all meet up here sort of in the middle of where everybody's at and we'll move some record shelves over a little bit moving some drums we've got a stage here as well so we oh, just kind cool. of set up shop and we'll play for a couple hours we'll run over some song ideas that different people might have presented um, we'll also just improvise. And again, we're recording what we're doing in case yeah. there's some little like 20 second clip in the middle of some 30 yeah. minute long piece. Something we can that's use. That's cool. Yeah. 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 I'm building a studio at my house in Missouri. And I tell people this a lot on the podcast that uh, uh, I've got my buddies in Missouri I jam with and I'm going to have it all when it's all set up. I want to be able to walk into the control room, hit power on and record. And then we go out and we'll jam for two or three hours, you know, yeah. not unusual for us to hit on a Neil Young song for 45 minutes, you know, <laughs> and, that sounds awesome. And, uh, but when you get done, when I'm done, I'll have this whole evening of music and sound recorded. And there might be two and a half minutes that I would like to keep, you right. know, we have done this so many times. And when, when you get to be our age, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll do this thing we'll say what was that uh john what was that thing that progression you did it was like an a minor to a c7 to a b minor seventh mm -hmm. i don't know yeah. <laughs> that was more than an hour ago right <laughs> you guys are That's young and fresh so who comes up with the most uh are you all is it all pretty balanced the contribution the idea contributions Pretty much. We, we we try to keep it as, as balanced as we can. We all kind of feed on each other's ideas and it's all very collaborative. Yeah. I'm imagining energy in the room has to feed into you guys. And if you get a dead room, then it makes your job that much harder. And if you get a lively room, it's gotta make it fun. It yeah. definitely helps. Either that or I think 
the less people there, we get weirder or we play harder. <laughs> but, you know, because we have that opportunity, but as well, you know, uh, to get closer as a band, but also, yeah, it helps when people are in it and digging it, of course, but, you know. Well, we've got a few of your songs, and I say songs in quotes, but you can't really hear the quotes, but the <laughs> three, 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 three of the numbers that you've produced for us, and the first one is called The Orb is on Fire. So who wants to talk about that one first? Charles? I mean, I guess I'll say something. Okay. Okay. Um, I just, because, um, yeah, usually it's, it's uh, we did that. Sorry. A couple of us used our phones in different places around the studio to record stuff. And so, you know, some person will hear something and some person will hear something else. So at least we had different recordings of it. So usually if I'm listening back to it, I'll just hear and see all these kind of different things. And so we call our practice space the Orb of Groove. And so <laughs> listening back to that recording, it was just like, man, that really it really shows off our energy. Like you can feel the energy coming out of the phone, you know, basically. So it just felt like the orbs on fire. So, yeah. you know, and you guys got a really good funk jam or jive. Uh, what, what's Thank the you. word? Vibe. That's the word. Groove. A groove. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're going to hear the first one. The orb is on fire. The squonk from Biloxi, Mississippi here on the music of America podcast. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
the squonk from Biloxi, Mississippi, and the song is called The Orb is on Fire. You know, growing up in St. Louis, the blues is such or has been such a strong influence in my life and still is. In fact, one of the logos we use here on the Music of America podcast, you'll see this sepia picture of a band called the Alabama Serenaders from back in the 30s. Well, it's got my grandfather right there in the middle on his clarinet, just right in the middle with his clarinet pointed up to the gods. Well, the Soulard Blues Festival, the B3, really showcases that deep-rooted blues heritage. The B3 Blues Festival in St. Louis is an outdoor concert festival held in the historic Soulard Market. Great blues acts, music, industry workshops. They have partnerships with vendors around the Soulard area, some quirky little arts and music craft vendors there, all kinds of face acti- family activities like face painting and more. It's called the B3 Blues Festival. Find them at SoulardB3Fest.com, coming in May 2024. The Squonk, our guest today. Let's uh, let's do some genealogy, musical genealogy, and we'll start with I guess we'll start with Adam. Who? Oh. How, how did you start? When did you start playing? Did you start on the drums? Have you always been a drummer? Or did you start with something else? How long have you been playing music? Gosh, I wish I was a drummer. Uh, well, I'm actually bass player. Really- I'm sorry, I did it again. My my neighbor across the street team was Adam, and he was a drummer, and he was into this avant-garde stuff too. He was an ICP guy. I've seen him play drums. Don't don't let him lie to you. He can play. <laughs> but but, uh, but the strength is well. I started playing guitar in church as as a little chap, and thankfully, you know, just uh, I had even now, you know, I still have uh, a great deal of support, and you know, people that are just musical giants around me. So it's just always learning. That's the thing. Always a student kind of vibe. So um, I'm. Well, I'll do that little math thing that you were doing earlier. I started when I was about 10, um, mm-hmm. 35 now, so that kind of thing. So so, so you've been like 16 years. <laughs> I guess, yeah, math serves it. But yeah, following, uh, up, following my math the way we did it earlier, right? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That, not my job. But, uh, but yeah, that, just having good support, good people around, but uh, playing a good while, but yeah. It's amazing how many bass players get their start playing guitar. It just blows me away. I'm just figuring that out, too. It's nuts. Yeah. My my brother, my older brother and I, we've been playing acoustic guitars together for thirty some odd years. And last year, he bought himself a bass. And when we get together and jam, he'll he'll pick up the bass and he, without a lesson, man, he he just he can find the groove of a song or create a groove, and we'll just jump in behind him. And it's really fun. And I'm really mm-hmm. nervous now because I haven't jammed with him in months, and we're getting together uh, like in a couple of weeks. And he's been taking lessons, and I'm nervous because now he might be in his head and not in his soul. You know what I mean? Uh, right. So. Sometimes thinking can overcloud it. I mean, it's good to know, I guess, both. But, yeah, always follow your gut with those things. Because yeah. that thing pretty much is all groove. But, yeah. Okay, Nicole, you're the drummer. So we'll talk about drums. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am the drummer. Have um, you always been the drummer? Um, or I've a been, drummer? Well, I've been... I've always had drums around me. There's actually a photo that I have of me when I was just a little baby, like less than a year old. And there's a drum set in front of me. And like two of my sisters are behind me. It's, and I like just discovered this photo like a year ago. I was like, Oh my God, I've always been a drummer, I guess. (laughs) But, um, you play other instruments. I do. I've been a keyboardist for about 10 years now. Uh, I had lessons when I was in uh, elementary school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just kind of took 
over from there. Uh, and I was in a band with my dad. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, my dad was, was a drummer. Um, and his dad, my grandfather was actually a, a traveling country musician who could play just about any string instrument you could think of. Mm -hmm. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So all in all, I've been playing drums officially for about eight years, which uh, I did. Uh, I went to, I did band in middle school and high school. Yeah. And I did, I've been playing keyboard for 10 years. How about you, Charles? What's your musical pedigree? Well, I started playing for a short time in high school. And with, with the pandemic and everything, I, I didn't really do much. And I, I kind of fell off of playing for a bit. And what were you but playing? At the, I, what were you playing? What instrument? Oh, uh, keyboard. Keyboards, okay. But, but I would I would mostly do effects based playing, so I I like to experiment uh -huh. and get, and get pretty creative. So you didn't really play the notes; you played with the sounds that were built into your you know your Casio, right? <laughs> was it a Casio? It was just a wild. No, guess. it's a uh, it's a Roland Juno. Roland, okay, that's good. Marley, I guess that puts it on you. We don't have any guitar players. Oh wait, Marley, yeah. Marley plays guitar. There he yeah. Is. yeah, I uh I, I feel I've always been a musician. You know, I, I come from a musical family. My dad plays music, my grandfather plays music, my grandmother on my other side had went to college for opera, you know, so it's it's always been yeah. around. And you know, due to you know life's circumstances. I, I was always more musically inclined than athletically. So mm -hmm. uh, that's something that I've always, you know, it seems have had the time to, to build. And I remember playing guitar when I was very, very young, you know, and uh -huh. entertaining people at the house that would come by, you know, like listen to this song. But, um, before I had the music, the music store, uh, I was a teacher for a few years, and, and that was fun. Yeah, I taught a few different instruments, but I do. What grade? What grade were you teaching? Oh, I taught at this music academy. Okay, so all different ages. I think yeah. the youngest student I had um, was a ukulele and drum student simultaneously, and they were six. And then the oldest I had was a guitar student, and he was probably in his late forties, early fifties. No kidding! Wow, my uh, my youngest daughter, I taught blues one day at her school because her teacher, one of her teachers, was a, a music aficionado, and I I said, "Let me come in and bring my guitar in someday." She said, yeah, great. And yeah. so we we wrote a blues. I guess it was my oldest daughter. We wrote a blues song that day. It was called "The Homework Blues." I said, oh, that's real, it's just real simple. I said, you, you, you just think of something you don't like. And somebody said, homework sucks. I said, here we go. Homework sucks. And then you say <laughs> it again, because you really got to emphasize. And that's what happens to the blues. You say homework sucks. I mean, homework really sucks. And what makes it suck? And somebody says, I'd rather be hanging out with my friends. So I miss my friends. How does it make you feel? Like crap. We can't use that word. <laughs> 
<laughs> but at the end of it, we and I just did da 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 da, you know. And yeah. I, had, I said, somebody sing this, and somebody sang it. We sang the homework blues, and uh, like great. months later, somebody came up and said, I wrote the rest of the song. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Love oh. that. So, so back to you guys met because Charles wanted music at a birthday party. Had any of you ever played together, like at the music store on an open mic, or played in a in a band together before? Yeah. Yeah, um, me and Adam actually met at an open mic at this place. Uh, I think we mentioned it before called yeah. Armin's Chicken. Right. Um, and it, it was just kind of a place that was just kind of starting out and people were kind of gathering here and a lot of these musicians were hearing about it. And so I decided to go one day and I met Adam. We've been hooked up ever since. And then and then uh, we came into the squonk. What was uh, what was the song that the two of you would play together? Mm. or would you just jam on something well we do a lot of songs to open open mic nights you know you, you just get a plethora of folks coming in and out and jamming right. and files and things so there's no telling it could have been a fleetwood mac song could have been uncle ted nugent but uh i don't know we just all thought hey we just all need to get together and do something because you know we just collectively or and separately played together so much i guess at the open mics it's like hey let's just do something finally you know so it made so sense so we're, we're in Mississippi. We're in the birthplace of Elvis. We had a song. It was actually a Chuck, uh, who was it? Uh, uh, Carl Perkins song was Blue Suede Shoes, but Elvis made it famous again, right? <laughs> and, and, and he had kind of a groove, and there's alligators down there. So am I drawing too many things together to come up with this next song, Blue Shoe Alligator Groove? Actually, actually, uh, that actually sounds pretty dang cool. We might roll with that. Whatever interpretation. <laughs> I like it. You might have to keep that mysterious. Yeah. No, we like to roll with yeah. that, bud. It's always a treat. It's always a treasure. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a visual painting. It's an audiovisual painting. Yeah. So a song like that, I mean, just those four words put together, I've never seen put together in my life, okay? So blue shoe, yeah, maybe. Blue shoe alligator groove. So is it alligator shoes that are blue and they're in a groove? Is the alligator in a groove because he's wearing his blue shoes? I don't know. My mind's expanding it's an already. Shoes. <laughs> it's an alligator wearing alligator shoes. <laughs> is that would that be like a chicken eating eggs for breakfast? <laughs> you need to come to one of our live shows because you're giving us some good ideas. Yeah, like participation. So that's cool. We've yeah, we've had it before where we've had people in the audience come up and talk there's this lineman yeah. working outside on the yeah. road and he came into the uh into the chicken and we're like hey man come up and tell us what's going on man we're working late <laughs> <laughs> so what tell me somebody tell me about blue shoe alligator groove tell me what what we're getting ready to hear here you can hear something pretty funky i, I pretty much it it Paints a picture of, you know, someone just, you know, a real well-dressed person, maybe on a Sunday, wearing alligator shoes, just walk, like, taking a walkabout. You know, you ever seen somebody well-dressed on a Sunday? A stroll. Doing a stroll. At a church. And that just thinking of that music as a soundtrack in the background. You're just walking down the street with some blue alligator shoes. Something extravagant. Yeah. Just something fun, you know. But we like yours. <laughs> I like this one, too. Good imagery, yeah. I think. <laughs> we're going to see where it takes you this is the squonk and the song is called blue shoe alligator groove
Blue Shoe Alligator Groove with the Squonk here on the Music of America podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. You know, we've all done this, right? You find the perfect tone you're looking for. Then a club owner comes up and says, uh, you know what? You're, you're a little too loud or something. Then you have to change everything you've spent all evening trying to achieve that, that tone. You know, that one where you're always in the sweet spot, right? Well, introducing the Lexi from Landry Amps. The Lexi is a 100-watt amp that has at its core a vintage plexi circuit. The Lexi has a rhythm crunch channel, a boosted lead channel, a digital reverb, a tube buffered effects loop, depth control, an awesome voice switch. It has considerably more gain than the plexi does add volumes that range anywhere from a whisper all the way to the concert volumes. But it's designed to be played at those lower volumes without losing that tone. The two channels each have their own gain and master volume control, but they share the EQ, which is probably how you're able to get that perfect tone at those low volumes. You got to check it out. Landry Amps, he's got a YouTube channel. Bill Landry at Landry Amps has a YouTube channel where you can see him display all of his work or just check him out at LandryAmps.com, www.LandryAmps.com. Also a sponsor and guest this week on the Music of America podcast because he's also from Mississippi. As are these fine people, members of the Squonk. We've got one more song. I can't wait to hear about this one. The Anatomy, the Anatomy of a Thundercloud. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm thinking it had to do with rain, but judging by how you're laughing, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were wanting to see what you would say. What, what we is the anatomy that? of a cloud? Yeah. Right. A lot of water. It could be any shade. Moisture. Does right. the anatomy change as the shape of the cloud changes? Sounds like the squawk. Sounds like how the squawk cuts, <laughs> you know? Yeah, there we go. There we go. So it could start as a wisp. Cumulus cloud. It could start as a wisp, develop into a cirrus and into a cumulus and... Get your nimbus on. Yeah. <laughs> Say, you keep your hands off my nimbus. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hand me no lies and keep your hands to your nimbus. <laughs> That's funny. So is this the kind of is this the kind of interaction do you guys have in a normal performance, like stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, at least with each other, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. But yeah, we each have very singular, strange senses of humor. Yeah. That occasionally, like, sync up. <laughs> yeah. So it's a good time. So if I just threw out a subject matter. Could you guys do something on the fly right now? Yeah. Give yeah. us a sample of what the you know, squonk does. Yeah. I was I was thinking about muddy meatballs. Meatballs? Muddy meatballs. Muddy. Like instead of you know, like kids make meatballs and pot and Oh, out of mud. Out of mud, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. As opposed to Georgia clay, the Mississippi mud. Gotcha. Okay. So how does it start? Okay. How does that start? Who starts that? This ain't snow. It's mud, soil, and dirt. All sorts of nutrients. All wrapped up in a ball. It gets everywhere. In a sandwich. In a sandwich? Yeah. Even in the car. Oh, wow. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Nice little portable slabs of mud. Mm, sounds like a ton of fun. Mm. A little muddy meatball marinara. Ain't nothing better than soil. 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 Awesome. That was incredible. For me, you know, hey. 
I love it. And and that's just a very spontaneous, uh, spontaneous on the fly, throw something at you. That's what you do. That's very cool. And you just kind of, because it's we, audio only, people don't see this, but you're kind of looking at each other to see who's, you know, who's got something. And you weren't getting really giving each other a cue. You just kind of knew that I, I have something here. And the other one just kind of backed off. And that was amazing. A lot of listening to. Yeah. yeah. We, yeah. We, we, we like to kind of go in depth sometimes with, with some of our music. Yeah. But sometimes we just really want to convey a sense of novelty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I and I think our com- it, it's we have a sense of camaraderie in the band. And I think it really helps us really get the the ideas out in a way that's not forced and it's very genuine and natural. Yeah. yeah. And I could I could so see this on a big big stage. You guys would can you imagine having that kind of a palette to work with? Oh, it would be so much fun. Oh, it's coming. We'd love to. Yeah. We did a Halloween show a couple weeks ago, um, and we were all in costumes, and we did a lot of audience participation, mm-hmm. and we did segments about some of the people's costumes. Yeah, you know. and we told scary stories too, yes. which went very deep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I told the story of these two satellites that were coming into contact with each other in the center of space, but it was like a molecular mirror, as it were. So they were the same. It was a whole multi-layered thing. (laughs) But sometimes the vocal interludes that we do, sometimes they're more interludes where the music is the forefront, where Uh wherever we're going musically in different areas, we'll come back to the original idea or carry on where we were at or we'll totally go into a different section meanwhile and change mm-hmm. it so you change the storyline then then the music will change with it or, or and it can go either way too right like you can be vamping something on a f sharp minor right mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden we make it a major chord right. and it changes the feel of the song so the story has to change yes. am i am i on, on the right track? Oh, yeah. do i have the right groove here oh yes, yes you are yes. I got to see you guys, man. This is so fun. Anatomy of a Thundercloud. Whose idea was that one? That, that was another me just naming the crap out of them. Okay. <laughs> we, we do plan to collaborate on these names soon. It was just kind of working title stuff. But okay. um, that, you know, again, just painting, you know, a visual and uh, an audio uh, image. Just, just thinking back to that, it just thought of, you know, I guess also thought of us performing inside a rain cloud, you know, bumping around and what kind of music and energy would be happening, you know, because, you know, it's all that pressure and combustion yeah. and whatnot that makes thunder and rain pop yeah. out. So it's like, you know, what if all that energy made it happen? You know, there's there's a lot of crescendos, like yes. ups and downs, too. Where like, we'd, like, we'd, like a thunderstorm. Really mellow. Very dynamic. And then thunder. it would go up and it'd be some really far out, really strange stuff that just knocks the wind out of people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> A lot, a lot of range. In yeah. The oh, yeah. Well, did you say a lot of a range? Range. range. <laughs> you guys are something. I uh, can't wait to have you guys come. There's a, uh, uh, what is it? There's a, a very, very bizarre music festival up in Glover, Vermont. And I can't remember what it's called. It's Puppet and Something. And it's usually very political. And it's 
half of it, at least half of it is improv, but there's always really good music tied in with it too. Like you guys are actually very good musicians. If you, if you take kind of the silliness or not even the silliness, the storyline out of it, just listen to the music. The music standalone is really good. Thank you. And that's kind of fun too, you know? So, well, let's give this one a listen to the anatomy of a thundercloud with our guest today, the squonk. Thank you. 
The Squonk from Biloxi, Mississippi. I love how I say Mississippi, too. It's Mississippi. It's not Mississippi. It's Mississippi. (laughs) I am that cool to say Mississippi. And that's (laughs) Anatomy of a Thundercloud. So, guys, this is the last section of the show we call Shameless Self-Promotion. You've only been around since this year. So there's really like no CDs to go buy. We can't download songs of yours from Spotify or anything like that. But 2024 has got to be an interesting horizon for you. Let's 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 see what's coming up in 24. I mean, we'll definitely get be getting some more work done. Um, You know, right now and really up until then, we're definitely a live show to see a really great live show to see. Um, But yeah, our plan is to get some things recorded and going because. Yeah, we want to put stuff out to the people. I guess it's just finding the spot to do it as well. I mean, we may do it here. We, we're just kind of shopping around as well. But I think is is we get some more things like to put an album together. Yeah. So that's goals and just to get more shows. We just want to bring that live show to everybody. So thoughts of video guys, because this is something you've got to see to experience. I would think definitely. Well, previously when we first started playing, yeah, we. In doing live streams. Okay. A lot of people have have been tuning into those as well. So if you can save some of those, can you post those on YouTube? I don't know how that all works. Um, well, we usually post uh all of our stuff on Facebook and we also have an Instagram. Okay. Oh yeah, we can do those, definitely. Yeah. We have all our uh bits and pieces of those live performances. You can actually hear it as well and see the show. Great. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. Am I missing anything? Some of those, but I definitely want to branch towards that. Um, our social media so far, we that's what we've had the most outreach with. We post photos or clips of what we're playing. You know, if it's not a live stream, maybe it's like a two-minute clip of us just rehearsing, you know, here yeah. at the shop. And uh, definitely in the next year, the thing with the shows that we're doing is that they're all unique. They're all coming from different perspectives. And there's been some people that have come to multiple shows that have come up to us like, that was really cool because it was similar to this thing that you did at this show yeah, but it was yeah. different you know so i think the more outreach that we have and more people mm-hmm. that are willing to experience that in multiple doses you know that kind of get a wider idea of where we're coming from i wonder if because what you do relies so much on spontaneity and the improv thing if learning a song you know, if you actually had Anatomy of a Thundercloud rehearsed, that it loses some of that flavor because it's not spontaneous anymore because now it's redundant, it's rep- repetitive. Because that now, here's the part where Matt does this, and here's the part where Marley does this, and here's when, and this is where I'm going to say that thing about, you know, Venus or whatever, you know. It loses well, that magic, doesn't it? Well, we actually are in the process of writing a few songs, and I think with what we've been able to do, we have these parts that we uh, start with or have in a certain area. And then in parts that we don't have as much of a concrete idea with, we can go into those improvised parts. And I think that's what we've done with a lot of stuff. Uh, The last show that we did, we actually debuted uh, a song that Marley wrote 
um and we we did the first little part and then we went into an improvisational part and went to another thing a lot a lot of the songs that we do tend to have compositional improvisation in that there may be a section where for example the song that nicole was referencing was called head of the nail and there are written sections of the song but there's also parts where it's like okay let's hang back on this like b minor seven you know Mm -hmm. so we have like a base point of where the improvisational section begins but it's it's sort of malleable material and we we've been able to write in that format to allow the openness to alternate interpretations and then with audience feedback too i guess it's like a, a almost like a stand-up comic if you hear a joke or you have a line that people react to it doesn't have to be funny and you know, just that something really beautiful or image you know some beautiful imagery somebody reacts to that you want that in your act you know exactly. even even though you know you might hear rodney dangerfield say hey i got no respect how many times yeah. you get to hear that you know it still works it's still funny you know <laughs> And, and and a lot of people love to see our see and hear our sense of originality and, and that spont spontaneousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The squonk is your names. Let's go around the room, introduce yourselves. We'll do it that way. Marley, start with you, and oh, we'll start with we'll start with Nicole, and then go to Adam and Charles and Marley. Okay. So, what are your names? What do you play? I'm Nicole Wiskovich, and I play drums, percussion, and vocals. I'm Adam Cook, and I play bass in the band. I am Charles Fink, and I play the synthesizer and do vocals. I'm Marley Roberts, and I play guitar, do vocals, and strange effects. Strange <laughs> effects. And they are the Squonk, our guest today on the Music of America podcast. I can't wait to see him live. Up next, from body cast to boutique amp builder, Bill Landry from Landry Amps on the Music of America podcast. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.